Aloha, I'm Ash. Aloha, guys. I'm Matt, and we are the Yoga Couple. Welcome to the Inner Work Podcast. We have a super fun day today. We have a really special guest today, and I think this is my favorite podcast we've ever done before we've even gotten started because I'm so passionate about this topic. We have Liana Preha, who's the creator of Spirit Woman, which is both a community and an educational space for women to reconnect with the divine feminine through ritual, ceremony, and ancient traditions from many cultures. And one of the things that Spirit Woman emphasizes is the need for women to reconnect with the power of their sacred cycles. Okay, now guys, don't tune out yet because this is super important for us too and just as uh, life-changing. Yeah, learning about my cycle, specifically studying and learning from Liana has seriously, you guys, transformed my entire life and just empowered me as a woman and also just helped my relationship and the way I navigate my entire life. It's like, I don't know how I even got to this age without knowing this stuff. It's Mm. literally insane that we're not taught the things that Liana is about to teach us about our cycles. I was mind blown from the second she started teaching me. So I know that you guys are going to benefit so much from all of this. So I really encourage you to grab a notepad because you're going to want to take notes. Yeah, same, same for you guys. Because honestly, um, as a guy in the relationship with a woman, you know, you've probably made a lot of these observations yourself and it's going to be really cool for you to hear, uh, you know, these amazing women say it in a way that your wife or girlfriend will suddenly resonate with. And it's also very, you know, exciting for us as men to finally have um, our women understand themselves because then it makes our relationship better with them. Yeah, so if you're just a woman who's seeking, or a man who's interested in this, seeking greater knowledge and acceptance for yourself as a woman, or wanting to understand your woman more, you want to just cultivate deeper harmony with self and cycle, especially during that time of the month that seems to just not be the funnest, and you're just looking for a way to maybe balance your hectic life, or just like listen to your body's needs, you're wanting clearer connection with nature cycles, seasons, and the moon, because that was something that I just was becoming so interested in, especially lately. And you want to understand and just harness the ever-changing energy to improve your creativity, your sexual life, your work, your productivity, your relationships. I mean, the list can go on. Um, This podcast is going to be just learning about the bleed, honoring the bleed. So, uh, Liana, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and I really feel honored to be talking about this subject with you guys. So, thank you. Yeah, why don't you just hop right in and just tell us, like, a little bit about yourself and how you even came to all of this knowledge and wisdom to the point where you're now sharing it with women everywhere. Yeah, well... The thing is, you know, out of millennia, we have forgotten this amazing superpower that we have as women, um, you know, our, our cycles and menstruating. And my whole life, I hated my period. Um, I don't know if any of you can relate, but um, it was just annoying. It got in my way. Um, and I really felt at the mercy of my hormones. Um, my um, m- menarche, which is my, my very first bleed, wasn't that 
uh, thrilling. My mom, I told my mom, I came out and I was like, hey mom, I'm bleeding. And she was like, oh, okay, well, here's a tampon or you can use a pad. And, um, oh, and if you have cramps or anything that's uncomfortable, here, just take some ibuprofen. And that was my introduction to bleeding. And so I didn't have, um, you know, a, a really great experience. I can't say it was terrible. It just was kind of bleh, kind of nothing. And, um, the thing that I've I've been on this journey of learning is that in ancient cultures, women actually celebrated coming into womanhood. There there was ceremony. There was literally and like an introduction into womanhood from girl into womanhood, mm. and we've lost that with we've with men we've lost that as well. I mean, there is no ceremony or ritual that you have turning from a boy to a man. It's just mm. kind of like okay, we figure it out somehow. Yeah, and no right of passage. No right of passage, yeah, exactly. So um, in my journey, I've just been, um, since I really started discovering all of this, I've been able to explore um, myself in deeper ways than I ever even thought possible, uncovering new things that I didn't know. Um, and just recently, I became the mother to a little angel who now is watching over me. And this actually has... Um, upped my, my passion and my fire for, for sharing this with other women because, um, hormones are a real thing, ladies. <laughs> They're a real thing. And as I've been in this, um, postpartum phase, uh, here recently, my horn- hormones have been all over the place and tuning into what's happening to our bodies every single week. Cause it changes every single week, I think is invaluable. It's just such wisdom that I just want to share with people and help all the women of the world tap back into. Um, so I've been, I've been able to learn how to celebrate my physical and emotional life instead of ignoring it and kind of pretending it doesn't exist and, you know, loading up on ibuprofen. Um, and that has allowed me to find gratitude and compassion for myself, Mm. um, my life and all those around me. So wonderful. Like before meeting you, I literally had no connection to my cycle. I totally ignored my period completely like just you know moved on with my life and it was just like this annoyance I didn't realize that I was a cyclical being and that I go through phases like everything you're Mm -hmm. going to talk about and you've taught me Mm -hmm. I I think a lot of women don't really have a connection to their period because we weren't taught it like you said there was no rite of passage and It's really just interesting that we are taught to kind of be like men, like be linear, be um, consistent with our energy, Mm -hmm. and we live in a patriarchy, and so we're kind of raised to just keep up that way when we're not honoring that we're energy beings, and that is something that has literally changed my life because I'm learning to operate within my cycle. Mm -hmm. So can you maybe talk a little bit about more how women are cyclical and Mm -hmm. what the patriarchy of being a woman in that kind of society like has done to us because I don't I wasn't aware of it yeah no I I wasn't even either until I started digging into um (laughs) the millennia and and how we've evolved as societies and ancient cultures so yeah um you know as women we are in a constant state of change um energy levels moods physical well-being and in this culture in this patriarchal culture we have very little support on this and we're kind of just like you just said you know we're supposed to buck up and ignore it and carry on with our lives um and but the thing is you know from from age 12 
to 51, we are situated somewhere on our menstrual cycles, unless we are on the pill or pregnant, um, yet hardly anybody is really talking about this. So it remains this kind of hidden and, and dark part of our of, of life, like as a, as a culture, as a society. And, um, you know, as women, you know, just like you said, you didn't really know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. It's just, we're kind of taught to just, oh, absorb the mess, find a way, and then use a painkiller and then pretend we aren't actually bleeding out of our vaginas for three <laughs> to seven days. Um, you know, I mean, think about this. What other human being or mammal can bleed for three to seven days and not die? Oh my gosh, you're so right. Yeah. And you know what's even crazier is like when you see all the advertising around like bleeding in your period, it's like, just stick this tampon in and like you can go sailing and play oh, yeah. <laughs> volleyball yeah. and be on the beach. It just, it's almost like we're supposed to overcome our period. Mm -hmm. That's what we're being taught. Like overcome it. Don't allow it to like get you down. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's where the confusion is coming from. Um, I just want to talk to all of you who are listening, you know, wherever you are starting out on this journey. Um, I just want to honor you. And I and, and just where you're at right now. Because um, I didn't find these secrets until I was in my 30s already. Mm -hmm. And you, you, yeah. you know, you're here late, late 20s. Yeah. So I'm here to give you basically a handful of seeds. And then it is up to you to plant them, water them, nurture them. And as they grow, and my own personal testimony of this is that you'll end up cultivating a really beautiful experience mm -hmm. um, for yourself that you you never knew was possible as a woman. Uh, it's been it's been life changing for me. I used to hate my period, and now I actually look forward to my period, which is crazy. And and, and you know, <laughs> if any of you are hating me right now, I understand that because that's exactly how I felt, you know, five years ago towards my period. But it's really possible because you'll find that um, as I talk a little bit more, you'll find that actually when we're bleeding, we are in our most powerful state. We are more connected to the divine feminine, to God, to the goddess, however you want to call it. Like we are more connected at that time. So, mm. And I have a testimony of this. It's like, again, it's magic. And I can't believe I went all these years not honoring my cycle and just being an active participant in all of it and using, like you said, all of the energy that we have access to and the creativity mm. and the intuition and so many things that we can benefit from tapping into through our cycles. So mm -hmm. um, can you just yeah. talk a little bit though, before we get into all the spiritual stuff about like what's really going on biologically with our bodies before we even get into all of like this cool magic? Yes, absolutely. Um, so what happens with our bodies biologically um, is that, well, first off, these changes that are happening in our bodies e each month, each week are, are measurable um, chemically. And it's not all in your head like some people will try and tell you. They're actual chemicals that are shifting in your body each month. So, um, yeah, I thought that. I thought when people would be like, oh, I'm PMSing, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. That's just an excuse. Yeah, no, it's not. Like I didn't get it. Right. And, and with these, these, um, these hormones and chemical shifts, like Basically, it's adjusting the levels in your hormones, vitamins, minerals, you know, vaginal temperatures and secretions, body weight, heart rate, uh, you know, your water retention and breast size. I mean, I know every, most of you probably notice that your breasts are more tender at certain times mm -hmm. of the month. Um, you know, attention spans, pain thresholds, and even the structure of the womb lining and cervix. 
all of these are changing and shifting throughout the month. Not just during the bleed. Not just during the bleed. No, it's just shifting. All month. All month long. So, uh, you know, periods can vary anywhere from 28 to 40 days. Um, Mine has been pretty... I would say my period for most of my life was fairly irregular and my average cycle is about 33 days, but Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of women I know like you, Ash, you have a 28 day cycle. So what's important to know here is, is just pay attention to what's normal for you. And I really want to encourage you guys to take your time and be gentle with yourself. Um, Remember that you're not alone in this. Just keep in mind that there are 3 billion, I don't know, 3 billion or so other women on the planet who are doing this blood thing with you each month, yeah. you know? So just become a, an, a, I just want to encourage you to become an apprentice, uh, an apprentice to your bodies. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So let's talk about cycles. So the basic unit of life is a cycle. We've got birth, growth, transformation, decline, and death. And we as women are inherently connected to nature and um, her cycles and the moon. And the more we start to pay attention to those seasons, actually, the more we're going to be able to dive into our own bodies. Right. Which is like, this is what it's all about is the seasons and tracking. So creating a relationship with our cycles as you're going to get into is going to be about tracking, journaling, becoming aware of mm-hmm. where you are like all month long. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of women might track their period as far as days, mm-hmm. but this is so much deeper. This is like everything. Mm-hmm. This is how you're feeling, your moods, like food, weight, diet, emotions, thoughts, dreams, um, all of it. Yeah, and exactly. And as soon as you start to really track this, Um, you will notice patterns throughout the month that start to happen Mm -hmm. for you. You'll notice Mm -hmm. that in week one and two, you're going to be totally like an upbeat, positive, make it happen woman. You're like superwoman in week one and two. Mm -hmm. And then you'll notice that you'll have maybe certain cravings in week three and you'll have more mood shifts in week three, which I'm going to get into more depth about. Mm -hmm. And so the purpose of all of this, if you're wondering why am I going to track my period is because we want to know ourselves. Yeah. So that we can use it to our benefit because this is all going to turn out to be a big giant pattern. And once you know what's going on with yourself, you can almost predict and work with it and know when you can be more productive, when you can Mm -hmm. be more creative, when you're more loving, when you need more space. Like how amazing is it to know yourself that well? Yeah, and that's the biggest advantage, I think, as a man being with a woman who's aware of this. It's changed everything in our relationship because it's given us the ability to understand the timing of certain things in the relationship. When is good times, like Ash was just saying, like productive times or times to talk about certain things in the relationship? You know, maybe not bringing up a huge issue when it's a more heavy emotional uh, phase or week. Like, that's probably not a good time because it's probably going to lead to an argument. Or, you know, you... having your woman know her cycle has made our relationship vastly better. Just so much better in that there's an understanding of our communication and what she's going through and how to best tap into that. Because for uh, being the man, you know, we don't have as obvious of cycles. I'm sure there's some little bits in there, but overall we're, it's the linear. So 
how do you take a nonlinear and a linear being and find them, you know, in harmony? And I think it really comes down to this whole missed knowledge for women just not even knowing how to honor this. Yeah, definitely. So this is about making our cycle sacred again and mm -hmm. turning the whole thing into ritual mm -hmm. and ceremony. Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, tell us how it starts. Okay. Um, one of the women who I really admire and I wanted to just quote something that she said, um, her name is Alexander Pope and she wrote the wild genie, the healing power of menstruation. She said that our menstrual cycle is our inner guidance system, initiating us and anointing us with ever deepening revelation and wisdom. And this is, mm. this is very powerful. I mean, it really hit me when I read this, just knowing that we have this access to a superpower and it's about reconnecting with that and, and, and realizing what that means for us each as individuals. So we're basically on this spiral dance with our bodies through the power of menstruation. And each month we get to dance this dance mm. in a different way. So um, each phase of our cycle, we, you know, we show up to life differently and, um, this can actually really have its challenges being that we live in this solar revolving masculine based culture where the emphasis is to continually strive living on a weekly schedule that's been put into place for us. And not to mention just being, you know, the idea is, Oh, just be successful at mm -hmm. it all year round. You know, don't, don't rest. Rest is actually viewed, um, more as a weakness. Yes. Yeah. So, um, we are not meant to have big energy all month long. Men can do that way better than us, but we are we are made for a different purpose. Mm. And so I want to talk about that. So in our first phase, uh, our big energy happens in the first half of the cycle. So basically, um, it, let's just talk about a 28-day cycle just for ease. I know all of us are different, um, but... That first half of the cycle, it's called the follicular phase. It's very masculine driven. It's where we are really able to talk and think in straight lines, in linear lines. So um, I know for me, and I know this is the same for you because you've mentioned this, Ash, but uh, you know, we, I thought that that's how it was supposed to be all the, all time. the time in this big, big energy. And then I get on my case I'm on my own case and like, I was really hard on myself when I couldn't show up in that same way or when I wanted to retreat and I wanted to rest, but I wasn't listening to that. I just kept pushing through, mm. which affected everything actually. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, but the second phase is, um, much more feminine. This is called the luteal phase and it's about moving inwards and craving quiet and the need for contemplation. So by not rolling or flowing with our natural rhythms, more women than ever are experiencing burnout anxiety, depression, and exhaustion. And um, more alarmingly, we are having more health problems that are revolving around menstruation. Ugh, I can relate to this so much because when I'm in my phase one, mm -hmm. I have so much energy. Mm -hmm. I can get so much done. I'm so inspired. And then I like move on to this like yucky, like can't get motivated phase, can't like um, accomplish all the things I thought I was going to accomplish. And I start to get really down on myself and feel like I suck. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And why do I, 
am like why am I on an emotional roller coaster and why can I feel so inspired and then mm-hmm. crash like this and it and I didn't even know it was a pattern I literally didn't even recognize that I would do this every single month I was like so in the moment that I would judge myself for it and not even recognize hmm this literally happens every single month at the same time. I literally didn't even have that connection, but that was exactly what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. And because I would feel so down on myself about all of this, uh, the, the society that we live in doesn't know how to respond. Like I was just expected to keep going my whole life. <laughs> so then I would even get sick. Yeah. I would even literally get sick all the time and be like, I don't know, I'm just sick. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even realize that it was all connected. Well, I, I remember when you were telling me how much anxiety was coming up for you sometimes throughout the month, like when you were working on different projects. like Oh, yeah. And it was just certain times. Now I know that my anxiety even can be tracked and expected mm-hmm. around certain times, which is so empowering and liberating because as somebody who has anxiety and especially social anxiety, I'm literally making the connections now through the tracking you've taught me that it's not just me. Like it's not me. It's something that happens to me. Literally I can predict when it's going to happen on which days of the month. And that is empowering because now I know how to respond. And on those days, I'm not going to put myself in the situations that would trigger it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and even if it does happen, I've noticed you now will not react the same. You don't give it as much energy because... I know she has you know, compassion for yeah, herself. She yeah. knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. And after years of, of being with Ash and watching, pretty much every month, it's it's like there's a standard time she would have a panic attack. And now we know, and now she doesn't react the same anymore. It's this beautiful new experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So each phase is different, and there is no one way to do it. So let's talk about the first phase pre-ovulation. This is the spring, this is the waxing moon, and the female archetype of this is called the maiden. So this is kind of when we're young, we feel, you know, invigorated with life. Um, (laughs) The mantra that I have for this phase is I am a make it happen woman. I can get shit done. That's just me this month, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, usually this happens uh, between days seven and 13, depending on the length of your cycle. Uh, And we're, we're emerging out of winter. Okay. Yeah. We just finished bleeding. We just finished bleeding. So phase one spring is when the bleed is over. It's over. Okay. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the symptoms, you know, for, for this phase, you know, you're feeling up beats, you're, you're rocking it, you're, you know, you just go have fun and get shit done. And, um, we're, we're really filled with a lot of hope. We're more inspired. Just like you said, you're, <sighs> you're just like, yes, I see the possibility and potential for everything. I'm in wonderment and I can do adventure and, you know, everything is just filled with drive and determination. Um, and our, our memory and logic and reasoning are just much more up to speed because we become creative powerhouses. I really find that during my spring, I'm wanting to read all my spiritual books. Mm. I'm wanting to meditate a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm wanting to be in nature. I'm like, it's almost like I've been asleep for like a long time. Mm -hmm. I've been in hibernation and now I'm just waking up and coming out and I'm like, oh, the world's so beautiful. Like I'm so inspired and I can just see all the colors more brightly Mm -hmm. and everything is just like, I feel like I'm just snow white. Yeah, you're literally <laughs> emerging out of winter. Yes, you do. It's yeah. pretty obvious. But I didn't know that about myself. But now mm-hmm. that I'm aware of it, it's like I can enjoy it. And mm. I can like let myself be Snow White because I know I'm Snow White during that time. So now I'm even more Snow White because I'm aware of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, this is, you are emerging out of winter. And this is the perfect 
time for you to kind of start new projects and plant seeds. Yeah, like and I don't know if we hit on this, but this is correlated to the moon too. Yeah, absolutely. In ancient times, actually, um, we were connected to the moon in a very, very real way. I mean, we still are, but it was a conscious way that we were connected to it. And our cycles actually linked up with the moon. Mm. So we were on the same phase that the moon was. So when the moon was waxing, that was our spring. When the moon became full, that was our full blossom and summer where it's just like the energy is higher. And I mean, we can still sense this. We still are in tune. If you um, look at just the world, you'll notice that more things seem to happen on a full, near full moon. And then the moon as it wanes, that was our fall, that was our coming down mm-hmm. in our other cycle. And then winter, which is the new moon and the dark side of the moon. Right. So, yeah. Right. We're very connected to that. And I feel, personally, I feel that we can consciously reconnect our bodies with that. I've been working on that for the last few years. And actually, I've been able to link my cycle up with the cycle of the moon. Right. And it's very powerful for me. Because I noticed that when I did bleed on a full moon, my cramps were worse. Yeah. I'm a full moon bleeder currently. Mm -hmm, Currently. So uh, it's interesting because the full moon, or the full moon, the moon itself, like you just said, has its own seasons and energies. And then our body, going through the cycle has its own seasons and energies so to be optimal we would be in sync with the moon with the moon but right now I'm actually on the opposite so the full mm-hmm. moon is high energy and I'm going into my bleed and so it's like a really interesting thing because I'm experiencing all the symptoms a little bit probably more heightened than somebody who is bleeding during the darkest part of the moon exactly because during your bleed is that winter and mm-hmm. during the dark moon that would make sense to go into the winter mm-hmm. so um I just wanted to make sure we went full circle on how connected this is to the moon and right uh, kind of tying in moon awareness and moon ritual with your bleed really makes it even more sacred of a process. And it does. you even told me to get a moon app on my phone, which I knew I now have. Is it called um, Deluxe Moon? That's my favorite app. Yeah, and I watch the phases of the moon every day, and I really can pay attention to where the moon is in in alignment with my cycle, and that really helps me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it well, it really helps me as well. I I love it. Um. So just just to kind of wrap up our our maiden uh, spring pre-ovulation phase, uh, this is really the time, it's the best time for you to take risks and we're filled with expansion and growth and filled with confidence and um, the one thing I want to really encourage you is to just always check in with yourself. Uh, you know, Actually, I would encourage this for all throughout the month, but especially in the spring and summer phase, um, keep checking in because we have this tendency because of the culture that we're in to think again that this is the way we're supposed to be all the time. So just keep checking in and noticing how you're inspired and work with that, but we don't want to lead you to burn out because you're like, oh, I can do everything, everything, everything. And burn yourself out so that your your second phase is actually more intense. Because mm. I've done this before. I have a tendency, I'm a very driven person, and I have a tendency to just keep working. And I've actually burnt myself out multiple times. And actually, I think that made my period worse. worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I've noticed about my spring is that in spring... I'm inspired. Mm. So I don't want to do it all mm-hmm. right now. I mean, I do want to do it all. But mm-hmm. now that I'm aware of my cycle, I'm 
I'm stopping myself and I'm just kind of writing down all of my ideas and I instead of like trying to make them all happen I'm like mmm that's an idea mmm that's an idea and I'm starting to just like become aware that I want to get moving but I'm not quite going to make myself move yet because yes. I literally find that during spring especially in the first couple of days of it I'm a half dayer I can sprint all morning and then around 12 if you crash, if you crash at work or something like this. Pay attention because you might just be coming out of your period and you think you're all energized, but then around 2 o'clock, you're burnout. Mm-hmm. So something right. to pay attention well, to. And that's, and that's kind of why I mentioned it's about treat, treat this phase as a planting seed. Mm. Like what you just talked about, you know, write down your ideas that, that are coming to you. You're going to be filled with inspiration. Your, your, uh, your testosterone is rising, but it's not at its peak phase yet. It's just rising, uh, and that is going to give you uh, more energy. Mm-hmm. But the best way, and my my personal take on this is that the best way to start doing this is just writing down your ideas of inspiration. Start to implement a couple things. But this is a seed planting process. We're not in full growth yet. Yeah. So, do you have any practices or recommendations just for this time? Just journaling is good. Uh, yeah, I really personally, I, I love meditating at this time. This is a time I am naturally drawn and to read from sacred books. Yep. And that usually always inspires me. I'm, I'm way more creative. So yeah, writing things down when it comes to you. Um, if it's something that doesn't require a lot of energy, go dive into it. You know, if it's a form of art or a mm. form of writing, go go make it happen. You know, sounds like the inspiration. The phase. inspiration phase. Yes. Yeah. So those are those are some of the practices. And that's that I would day recommend. seven through day thirteen, cool. basically. On average, obviously, if you're in a twenty-eight day cycle. Okay. Okay. Then we move so, into summer ovulation. <laughs> so this is the full moon phase. The female archetype here is the mother. And um, this is a mantra where I would say it's like, I can accomplish anything, Mm. (laughs) you know, and you really can during this phase. It's amazing. So this usually happens on day 13 to 21. Uh, What's actually happening in your body, the egg is being released from one of your two ovaries. And it's really fun to have sex around this time, <laughs> as well as your opportunity to get pregnant. So just be warned, you know, I mean, it's fun to have sex, but it's yes. also your opportunity that is going to happen if, it, you know, yes. pregnancy could happen from it. So just be aware. <laughs> um, so your estrogen and testosterone have now come into their height. This is a high energy phase. You're feeling optim- optimistic about life and you really are stepping into your full power during this uh during this cycle so like the full moon you know we're ripe full of life and vigor uh you know either if if you're considering getting pregnant this is the time to do that and so birth a baby at you know with this in mind and if if that's not what's in alignment for you right now of of moving into being a mother then birth new projects this is the perfect time for that for you to manifest uh, all those projects that, that you want to work on. Mm-hmm. I feel like a manifester during my summer and mm-hmm. I'm like, Matthew, get out of my way. And I'm just like carrying all the heavy stuff, you know, like, yeah. like psychologically, like I can just <laughs> handle it, you know, like I got it. Like he's moving too slow for me and I've just got to do everything. And I even want to stay up later. I just want to keep going. Like mm. I, everything I just kind of thought about in my spring, I'm like in full action and I, I'm like, I'm sprinting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is when we're really external. 
This is when we're really, really in our, in our outward power mode. But I didn't know this about myself and I thought that was the true me. Mm-hmm. Like that's who I was because I've seen what I can accomplish and I was always holding myself accountable to being that mm-hmm. all the time. Right, because that's what we're expected to do. Yeah, and I think it's funny that you mentioned that because I honestly think that a lot of men have like confusion and frustration with their women because exactly what you just said, we think that's who you are. And we expect it all the time because we weren't taught that you're cyclical. So we're kind of like, where did summer go? Like, where did <laughs> summer actually go? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, I find that once we learned this, the biggest epiphany I got out of this was I've been holding Ashley accountable to being consistent with her summer because it's the funnest phase. So I'm like, you know, where does that girl go? Yeah, and so now you get a lot I, of sex. You get... Yeah, you're fun. You're energetic. <laughs> she wants to do everything. She's like, she's comfortable. Yeah, she's she feels sexy. She feels energetic. It's I the funnest time. Yeah, she wants to like, hey, let's go to have an adventure. You know, this is the funnest time. These these kind of middle two weeks, I've, I kind of chalk it up to the middle two weeks. And it's so funny because as men, we don't know that we do this but we hold our women accountable to staying yeah you love those it you're like this cycles. is great stop <laughs> it's it's kind of like fighting with nature though and being like stay summer it's like hey man like fall winter it's inevitable it's got to come mm-hmm. so it's kind of funny i want to just say this for women listening obviously to let your man know but any men listening like bro i understand right you feel like you want them to be consistent and we have to just understand that that's that's not their power. This is actually their cycles is where they get their power. And if we know that they go through cycles, you will not be frustrated anymore, I promise. Mm. Because this changed everything for me. I didn't have any more confusion. I didn't feel any resentment or, or frustration with why she was changing. Because it always was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Is it me? Is it you? And then we would basically get into distractions of arguments that were actually not even the real thing. Now you Turns just out, it. Now it's just right. like, oh, you're in uh, winter right now? Okay, cool. And then I don't take any of it personally. <laughs> so it's, I just want to totally point that out that I think that was, this is the hugest thing on the man side of learning this is respecting the power of a woman's cycle mm-hmm. and therefore allowing it and stop holding an impossible standard and, and an unrealistic expectation. It, right. it really helps the relationship and changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when we're, when we're allowed to rest and uh, disconnect from the outer world during our second phase, it actually makes us way more powerful as women. And the more awareness that we have as women around this and the more awareness that ultimately our men mm-hmm. can you know, have around this subject, it, it really starts to transform into this spectacular thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really exciting. I mean, I'm excited for both of you because you're kind of just starting out yes. on this journey together of, 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 of the knowledge of cycles. And I'm excited for you guys because it's very empowering. It's literally changed our mm-hmm. relationship. Like, I look back on the past five years and I'm like, if only we would have known this <laughs> Five years ago because yeah. pretty much majority of everything that we've gone through is related to this we just didn't know it was related mm-hmm. to this and yeah right. like like arguments uh like <laughs> clockwork each month clockwork. or like ashley's panic attacks each month you know and we were always thinking it was other things 
But lo and behold, it's actually just following a perfect yes. predictable cycle. So we can honor our cycle. And that's what's so important as you navigate this tracking is to just, I mean, for me, it was like two months of tracking consistently. So net now I have the connections. I can literally look and be like, okay, on yeah. day uh, five, I'm like this every single day. Yeah, five. You have on enough day, data. You're starting yeah. to accumulate like, all right, mm-hmm. it's getting very predictable. Yeah. Uh, I'm on day 22. I'm going to feel like this. I, I know it now. Cause I've literally took the time to track it consistently that now I have a blueprint for my life. It's amazing. Exactly. And the longer <laughs> you practice this, cause I've been charting for the last handful of years, the longer you practice, the more refined that even gets. I mean, you've already experienced what you've yeah. been able to read and know about yourself within just a couple of months yep. and wait till you have a handful of years underneath your belt where you're like, Oh, Oh yep. I know that this day exactly. I need to just be by myself. No <laughs> yeah. one come around me. And this day I am going to change the world because yep. I am a an amazing superwoman. Mm, mm-hmm. So true. Okay, so I wanted to pull this mantra from that I read from Lisa Lister. I am charmed and dangerous because I felt that that was so fitting to premenstruation because we are. Uh, this is this is usually falling on uh, day twenty one to twenty eight, and it's. Basically, what's happening in our bodies, we've got decreasing estrogen, which can lead to a whole host of things. Nervousness, sadness, teariness, anger, you know, as well as uh, we've got the reducing mood-stabilizing serotonin happening in our bodies, which allows noradrenaline to return. And noradrenaline, if you don't know about this hormone, it's kind of like the dragon that awakes from slumber in the hormone world. So this is a time where you might have some (laughs) clashings, Um, you and the close people in your life, especially if you have a partner, uh, you're going to get fully acquainted at this time, pretty much going to get to know the dark side. And um, sadly, this shift really gets ignored. Um, And it, this is the phase that we're, we're we're beginning to tune into the feminine. Uh, But because of our current society, this is kind of frowned upon. Yeah. Like, we're not supposed to have these deeper emotions and, and, and triggers. Yeah, just just be happy and consistent all the time. time. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, really, in our culture, all that's honored, just like you talked about, Matthew, is the first two phases. That's what's honored. That's what's seen as... That's who we are, and that's who we're supposed to be. And you're supposed to stay that. And we're yeah. supposed to stay that. Um, but the thing is that we've forgotten is that at this time, we can tune into our inner illumination and spiritual enlightenment. And going back to what I kind of mentioned before, if we're, if we're too busy and we're ignoring this part of ourselves, this can amplify all of these these things, these you know, feeling nervous or sad or angry, it can amplify that because we're not honoring our body at this cycle to withdraw a little bit more and tune in to this spiritual enlightenment that we have access to. So the wise wild woman represents divine knowledge, wisdom, understanding and and understanding and mystery. And it's often described as the guardian of the unconscious and sits in the front of the veil of awareness. Mm. So I kind of want you to just like 
sit love on that. that one. Yeah, me too. I, I really love that do so much because because that's what it is. We just have to be willing to get a little slower so that we can tune into this. Yeah. So what are what are some practices like during this time? What should we be doing to really honor? You know, the moon is starting to wane. wane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting darker. Mm-hmm. We're going into our autumn. The moon is going into its autumn. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like autumn sheds its leaves, you know, try to find ways that you can disconnect from the external world, the outside world. Yeah, this isn't a time really I'm finding for me to like go to parties. No. I've noticed that so many of my social anxiety attacks actually were just because I was in my fall mm-hmm. and I didn't know. You're right. And I don't want to be social. I don't want to go hang out and party. I don't want want to not that I party at all but like I don't want to even like go to like a normal gathering with people I love even Mm -hmm. though I love them this is not the time for me to do that Mm -hmm. I feel a big resistance when it comes to being social Mm -hmm. um well this is the time to turn inwards yeah and pay attention to our inner self and for me I had to give myself permission to do that like literally recently I had to say like out loud like no I'm in my autumn and right now I don't want to be social Mm mm-hmm and that's new for me to just own that and be like, it's okay. I don't always have to be Ash who is spring and summer. Right. I'm that's allowed so to good. say this is my autumn. Like I am, I'm not having it right Let now. Let me well, introduce and it's you to Ash fall. <laughs> yeah. Ash winter. If you didn't know, now you know. She says no during this She's time. She's a very different person. <laughs> yeah. And to own that because like nobody taught me that was okay. Mm-hmm. So I resist that. And that's where in the beginning of this conversation, you had yeah. said it, we can get sick. We can have all these physical repercussions because we're not honoring we're where not we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing that I, I realized during this phase is I almost like reflect back on like everything that's been going on mm-hmm. and I'm noticing like I might nitpick Matt a lot because I'm like this went wrong this went wrong this went wrong but it's not that I'm like you're wrong I, I don't mean to be doing that but maybe it, it came out as that before I had awareness it's just that I'm like in like my phase where I'd be really good at like auditing my life yeah critical. I'm, aud- I'm like critical you, you mm-hmm. take inventory of the month mm-hmm. that's actually very natural yeah to do uh, the best way that we can move through that though is sometimes to not be as critical on the people we love yeah write it down how we're feeling because once you enter into your um, the end of winter yeah. and spring you'll actually notice you can look back on those notes and notice what's actually really true yeah and what and, and, and actually be able can, to do something about it because you and can't communicate really, better you can't communicate very right. well then and you can't really do anything about it because you don't have the energy so right. starting arguments or saying it all isn't helpful. And this is one of the things that I'm learning about honoring my cycle is know that I'm going to get critical. Yep. Don't get critical at my partner or at work or whatever it is. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Save it for any day. Just Inward. know that it's, <laughs> Inward yeah. about it. Be know very... that it's the time to maybe keep it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is really the time to explore our natural woman instincts and, uh, you know, just to be at home and, and d- not going against this cycle and, and, and disconnecting from the cyclic nature, but really paying attention, listening to our bodies and, and doing our best to basically withdraw and take some time. I know we have all busy lives. If you're anything like me, I understand like it's busy out there. We're trying to get 
10,000 things done. But if we can really kind of hone into this and maybe get more done in our spring and summer, in our first phase, and then start to back off a little bit and relax and take very specific intentional times and moments to withdraw and reconnect with self, that is going to allow you to move through this phase uh, empowered instead of disempowered. Totally. Totally can relate and agree to that 100%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really great to just become aware of what's actually going on, where we are in our cycle, instead of just thinking it's all real. Right. Mm -hmm. It's all real. And what's wrong with me? Yeah. Exactly. And if you have a partner, this is a great time to rely more on them to maybe carry some of the um, workload and emotional load while you rest. So like we've come up with a little more of a balance of I'm going to try to help Ashley as much as possible during this time so that she can rest. And so finding a way to give yourself that time, I feel like has been the most successful. Yeah. Because if Ash tries to keep going, she'll, she really starts to burn out and it gets, Mm -hmm. it makes it all worse. Totally. Mm -hmm. And I just want to, you know, acknowledge all the people who maybe have, um, I mean, I'm not, I don't have a, a child that I take care of in my life. And I know that having children and being a mother is a, is a different kind of chapter and you have a lot of things going on. I just don't want you to, I want to encourage you to not judge yourself and just take, even if it's 10 minutes Mm -hmm. regularly throughout that cycle, start there. Don't be judgmental of yourself and just see what you can do and talk to your partner about this and see if there's something that they, they can maybe take over at this time to aid you just like Matthew was talking about and give you maybe a little bit more time. But I just want to encourage you uh, in that way. And if you don't have a partner, you know, a fun thing we came across, um, I don't remember what book or something we were reading, but uh, meal prep for yourself. Do mm. like pre-plan mm-hmm. your cycle. If you're by yourself, that's fine. Just think ahead and be like, okay, during that time, I'm really not going to want to do anything. So can you, for example, maybe make a few days worth of oh, meals mm-hmm. ahead of time. Because you're going to be hungry. And, yeah, you're going to be oh, hungry. Yeah. You're Appetite be... rises during this yeah. cycle. I'm and very hungry yeah, during my Yeah, Ash gets yes, so cra- like hangry all the time. So <laughs> if so, that's time you know when I need to feed her a little more and I need to kind of take that role and, and um, uh, handle that for her. But if she were alone, that would w- be when she wants to meal prep, freeze it, have it ready or whatever. Do that in summer. So that it's all ready for this phase. Yeah, and do it in she- summer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do it in your high energy phase. Get it ready for this Because I find during fall, I'm extremely hungry. I want to eat way more. So I've had to learn not to be hard on myself and be like, this is normal. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot during my fall. I don't do this spring and summer. It's okay. It's going to balance out in the end Mm -hmm. and not withhold food because I am starving and Mm -hmm. I want a lot of food (laughs) and I have cravings (laughs) cravings, Oh yeah. Cravings come up a lot more. Yeah. And just to honor that and like be prepared because if food's not available, it's going to trigger me and I need food available. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be ready. (laughs) Right. Because I don't even have the energy to make it. Right. Because then it's going to trigger you in other ways where you're going to maybe be more snappy or yeah. more whatever have if you're food not, available have food available very important okay so moving on into our last phase the fourth phase which is menstruation it's the dark new moon this is winter and the female archetype here is the crone and i'm going to talk a little bit more about the crone because we have a tendency to in this culture we kind of worship youthfulness and being a crone or old isn't seen for what it really truly is 
And when we are in this crone phase, what's actually happening is that we are tuning into the deep wisdom from you know, years or lives learned and we're tuning in to the sacred feminine, which is ancient. And this is a very, very powerful uh, uh, cycle that we get to go through. So uh, the mantra that I have for this is just, I release and let it flow. And this is when, if you're going to begin charting, this is when you start. Day one. The day you bleed is the first day of your charting. So um, the first few days may be achy, uncomfortable, and you might feel a little bit zoned out. I know, I, I get that way. But, but from the third day onward, estrogen will begin to rise in very small increments. And that will start to boost, well, kind of everything, our mood and uh, our energy levels. So... Uh, another quote that I just wanted to mention that I, I read from Lisa Lister that I just love is the crone understands that without death and letting go, there can be no renewal. There can be no fresh start. And that is what our bleed is. It's a chance for us to die each month and be reborn. Mm. And that to me it's was beautiful. beautiful. It's so liberating to think oh my goodness, every single month I get a new chance, a new start to literally create the life I want. Yeah, it's to, like a shedding. It's like a shedding. And mm -hmm. it is a shedding. Physically. Yeah, so it is, literally. That's why yeah. mantra, you know, let it flow, release it. Um, and so I would encourage you to just get in touch with this, with the crone, this, this dark, the winter, this part of yourself that is old and wise um, she's super compassionate and very honest. And um, this is the time to shed what no longer serves us. Yeah, so what are you? What are we to do during the bleed? Because I know in society these days, they just tell you to pop a tampon in mm -hmm. and go to work and, you know, do everything you normally would do. And I know we don't all have the luxury to not go to work, but mm -hmm. um, ideally, what would we be doing? And if not ideally, what could we be doing? Okay, so ideally, we would take those first two to three days off of work. Right. And we would just rest. Uh, I personally have a, a blood basket yes. <laughs> that is filled with all sorts of goodies. It's filled with chocolate, cacao. dark chocolate cacao. It's filled with candles and incense and magazines that I find to be very inspiring that I can read while I'm just, you know, laying in bed bleeding. Um, I have, oh my goodness, books. I have, yeah, I have books and it's just filled with all the things. Oils. That oh yeah, oils and crystals. Oh. Herbs. Herbs. Yep. Oh, yeah. Herbs has been my passion for the last, I don't know, decade. And uh, about a decade ago, actually, I started working a lot more with herbs and I started avoiding traditional medicines. I, I stopped taking ibuprofen and stuff like that, like, I don't know, at least 10 years ago. And uh, this, some of the herbs that I've discovered are so powerful and it makes the cycle of, of bleeding so much easier and the cramping so much less. And I feel like I am dying and shedding and rejuvenating myself. It's a very exciting time. And you're the one who taught me to do this and I've been doing this now for a few months mm -hmm. and it's amazing. I... Uh, lay in bed, I light candles, I put the oils all over, I read, I journal, I mm -hmm. reflect, I 
I just let myself, yeah, I let myself shed. Mm -hmm. Instead of just thinking I need to keep participating in everything I was doing, I know like this is the time. This is a sacred renewal time. It's a ceremony now. It's like a sacred ceremony. I love it. Yeah. No, it's so exciting. And, And on top of what you just said, this is really the point in our month mm-hmm. where we are kind of the most raw in our connection to the higher source, to the divine feminine, right. to God. We are like coming into perfect alignment mm-hmm. with that at this time. So if you want to tap into deeper spiritual truths, this would be the time to do it mm-hmm. because we are most connected to the divine feminine. If you have at a question, this, time. this is the time you'll know the real answer. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if any of you guys do this or practice this, but I, I love actually working with tarot cards at yeah. this time. It's, it's a lot of fun because you're, you're more into naturally mm-hmm. and energetically some powerful things. And can if come you out. can't take off your bleed, and if you can't take off your bleed, what can you do? I would recommend still having some sort of sacred death. sacred uh, either a blood basket or a, a, an altar that you just kind of tune in and say hey this is my time to honor myself and and spend maybe some time journaling even if you still have to go to work go journal take go a bath with crystals take a and bath oils. and salts and flowers and rose petals yeah, yeah. Go, worship the divine feminine yeah go take that time for yourself even if it's only can be an hour or two a day during that time and i would also recommend that you know the more you can get connected with nature and um say take herbs to help you through your cycle instead of harder medicines like yes you know the ones that are you can get over the counter, yes. that is going to help you reconnect even more Yes, because these things like, honestly, like birth control and all of these painkillers and stuff yeah. are really disconnecting us. They are. From the spirit and the source that we are meant to be in tune with throughout all of the month. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I also, you just reminded me, um, if you are on birth control, uh, I was on birth control for a while and actually, um, I don't remember... It was, it was kind of just messing, well, it was messing with my hormones, which it has a tendency to do that, mm-hmm. no matter what birth control you're on. I decided to get off of it, I think, ooh, 13 years ago, and it actually made the initial part of my period, um, you know, my menstruation, it made it more intense. intense. It was definitely, I would say, worse after that, but that's also because I didn't have the tools um, on how to work with myself. And mm-hmm. I was definitely not honoring my my fall and winter at mm-hmm. that time. So if you're on birth control, um, you're, you're being regulated in a very different way. And it is going to be more challenging to really tune into your cycle. Because even though you bleed, it's not the same blood that's, that's coming um, from you. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that you experience when you're just normal. Uh, but... Uh, it's definitely something that I would recommend maybe looking into a little further. And there's so many other ways to have, if you're doing it for birth control, there's other natural ways that you can use that are much easier on your body and on your hormones. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. To, those are all the seasons. Those are the seasons. This is, this is obviously, <sighs> we could talk about this a whole yeah. lot longer. I love it. Um, but this is, uh, yeah. It's life sure. But you know, the woman is seasonal, just like Mother Nature. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes sense why a lot of traditions have always thought of God or Earth as a woman. They have. lo and behold, look, you are the creators of life and are as, as humans. And in the same way, 
you know, God and earth and all of this. It's, it's all very mm-hmm. great mother. It's very feminine. And yet it we've tried we've, to masculinize. We've us. masculinized everything. And it's, <laughs> yes. Oh, darn men. So um, <laughs> I just, this, all of this is like a life's work journey to like mm-hmm. get in tune with because we've been so mm-hmm. deconditioned. Right. Like, or conditioned to not be in touch. To be in, yeah. So it's like re aligning and and this is like a process and it's going to take a long time and you just got to start where you are and get curious about yourself as a woman in your cycle being a sacred rite of passage a a ritual um ceremonial like Mm -hmm. all the different seasons have their benefits and their superpowers and yes i agree and there's actually you just reminded me of one more thing i want to mention uh, I did this for myself in my early thirties. Um, I think it was maybe 30 or 31 and I actually had and performed a monarchy ceremony for myself, wow. introducing myself or giving myself the, the rite of passage into womanhood. Right. And you can do this at home. Um, if you want to look into it a little bit more, I mean, there's plenty of things that you can find out online. Um, but we are also going to be, uh, creating, uh, content for you, for those of you who are interested, and we're going to have that available here soon. Uh, Ash and I are actually putting a book together yes. right now, <laughs> and it's going to be done here really soon, so we'll let you know when that happens, but that is going to be, uh, it's called The Blood Book, and it's going to have all sorts of fun uh, tips and practices. practices and rituals that Tools. you can perform, but like a really easy how to do this. Yeah, how to chart, how, how to, to chart. honor each part of your season. Exactly. What herbs, what crystals, what oils are good for each different mm-hmm. part of your cycle. Right, and and being able to just really experience the goddess that you are. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So we're really excited about that. You'll be able to uh, look up when that's going to be available on Spirit Woman, uh, uh, on Instagram, it's Spirit Woman Collective. Yes. And so, yeah, just keep in touch with yeah. that. And, and you can just follow Liana, too, if you're not already. Make sure you are. Follow yeah. Liana, follow Spirit Woman Collective, and um, we're going to be announcing this really soon because we're both very passionate about this. Liana's, like, totally lit a fire in my heart. Yay. And <laughs> I am so happy to be collaborating with her on Spirit Woman. I'm so, excited to be collaborating um, with you. If you're a woman and you're interested in this, make sure you find us, Spirit Woman Collective, on Instagram, and uh, look out for the blood book. Mm-hmm. Look out for the blood book. Yeah, and it's Liana Pereja on Instagram. Yeah. If, you're looking for me if you guys have any questions about any of this, we just started a Facebook group. It's called mm. Spirit Woman on Facebook. It's on a Facebook. private Facebook group for women to come into and ask any questions that they might have or... Um, just start a conversation around all of this. So mm-hmm. exactly, and we're really looking forward to, you know, answering any questions that might have come up for you, and just really bringing this out into the light, into the open, so that we can reconnect with who we are as women. Totally, the true woman. Thank you so much, Liana, for Thank all you. the work you're doing around this Aww. and for coming on to our podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super honored. And helping Matthew <laughs> and I navigate life <laughs> through my menstrual cycle. Yeah, of course. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, if you guys have any questions, just reach out. And big mahalo. And we'll see you next week. Bye.